Live from the Centennial State, this is the Career Conversation Podcast, where you take control of your future and gain the confidence you need to reach your career goals. Hosted by Ryan Seeley, career counselor at the Cherry Creek Innovation Campus. Each week, I will bring you bite-sized conversation from real people working within real careers. Subscribe now so you don't miss any of the action. Welcome to the Career Conversation Podcast. Today is Thursday, September 8th, 2022. Today I'm joined by Mike Wadley, partner of industry, who specializes in developing partnerships for work-based learning opportunities for our CCIC students. Those opportunities include internships, apprenticeships, and career opportunities for students after graduation. In addition, Mike has helped implement the Salesforce platform within the Career and Technical Education Department in the Cherry Creek School District. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Mike, can you break down more in simple terms to the students of the CCIC, really what you do and how your work benefits the students of CCIC? Yeah, Ryan, again, thanks. I appreciate you having me on. So really, my role has evolved over time. So I've been doing work-based learning for for the last five years for the Cherry Creek School District. And so I work with all of all of our students in our CTE program across the district really to help them find work-based learning opportunities. Um, you know, and that, that, that has evolved over time. Um, you know, internships, apprenticeships have become a, a stronger piece to the education puzzle and really developing pipelines for um, students into careers. And so my role over time has shifted from a more student focus into more of an industry focus. I think with um, you know the changing economics, not only in the state of Colorado but across the country, is that more companies are looking to develop talent. And so, you know, what we found with our programming here, at, you know, at the CCIC, but also across the district and CTE programming, is that industries are finding value in 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 getting into and working with young people to give them the skills that they need to be successful, and in return, kind of holding on to that talent over time. So what we've seen is an increase in industries, you know, coming to education to say, hey, how can we get involved? And so really, I'm just kind of the first point of contact. I really have the opportunity to meet with amazing industry partners, um, talk to them about what they're doing, um, and then really kind of introduce them to what we do as a school district. You know, I, I would like to think that um, we're kind of ahead of the game in regards to apprenticeships and internships and really working with students um, in, in what we call or what our superintendent has labeled the pathway of purpose for students. And so, again, I just spend time with industry. Um, you know, I show them around the CCIC. I talk to them about CTE programming across the Cherry Creek School District and then see how we can work together. Um, and again, that can range from guest speaking opportunities all the way through to um, developing and hosting apprenticeships with Cherry Creek School District or even um, through CareerWise Colorado. Um, so again, it's just been a, a really fun um, opportunity for me to really connect industry with education. You have, a, you have a very cool job. You have a very cool job. I see you run around out here at the CCIC, uh, meeting with different industry partners, um, giving tours. Um, as For the kids here listening to our podcast and our conversation today, if they wanted to take advantage of some of those opportunities, say they were interested in an internship, or they're interested in an apprenticeship, or perhaps some work-based learning after high school, how do they access those things? Um, how do they go about participating in those opportunities um, if they show desire? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and, and not only, you know, depending upon who, you know, catches and, and listens to this, you know, I would say this to parents or industry partners or kids all alike. I think it starts at a younger age, right? I think that when you get to be a junior or senior in high school, um, you know, you don't have to know what you want to do, but I think it's important for you to have had some career exploration to understand maybe what does the pathway look like. So really what I, what I tell kids, you know, trying to, and parents the same, is really trying to have these conversations at younger ages, right? So eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade. So when you are a junior or senior in high school, you have what you need in, the, in terms of school, you know, graduation and things like that so that you can start to explore these other opportunities. But I also would say that if a student is interested in these opportunities and they are a junior or senior, you know, really it's just a matter of, you know, connecting with our CTE team here in the district, um, but then also working with your counselor and reaching out to your counselor, not only at the CCIC, but at your home school to see what's available. Um, you know, we joke all the time, you know, within career and technical education in Cherry Creek, and that we're the best kept secret around, right? As we have these opportunities, we really want kids to explore these opportunities. It's just a matter of, you know, f- talking to the right people and then getting connected, but then also making sure that you're a responsible student. Now, again, I don't want to deter anybody from these opportunities, but it does make it a little bit easier if you're on track. But if you're not on track, we'll, we'll work with you. You know, we, we're trying to be, um, you know, more accessible, but also being more, um, innovative and creative when we do these things because again it's all about giving kids opportunities whether it is college or career Um, but really just you know talk to your home high school counselor um, you know talk to your CCIC counselor you know just go talk to your teachers and and ask them you know what's available when it comes to work-based learning and they can get you um, in the right place yeah I'm a big fan of work-based learning uh, opportunities Uh, as a counselor in the district and now a career counselor here at the CCIC I've just seen it change the direct trajectory for kids' lives. Um, they mature quicker. Uh, they seem to be able to handle responsibilities um, at a more mature pace. Um, would you be able to share with students in our community maybe some companies students have worked for or experiences that kind of stick out to you as uh, maybe interesting or imp- impressive of what our students have taken advantage of by the opportunities you've paid for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I, we gotta give a lot of credit to Career Rise Colorado. I mean, they really are, have been on the for- forefront of this movement for a long time, but, you know, we, we've worked with, you know, companies in, in all kinds of different career pathways. Um, you know, I think about, you know, in advanced manufacturing, we've worked really closely, um, you know, over the last five years with Micron. Um, you know, they're an advanced manufacturing company that, that is very close by um, the, the Cherry Creek Innovation Campus. Right, and they, and they have that background. I mean, they're a Swiss company. They understand the way the apprenticeships work in Europe, and, and they've kind of helped build us that model or build that model with us over the last five years. But I also think about, you know, one of CareerWise's champions is Pinnacle Assurance. Um, you know, they've done a really good job of, of developing an apprenticeship model that's been successful. You know, they've built um, an infrastructure within their company um, to kind of help students, but our students have had amazing experiences there. You know, and I also even can say, you know, even thinking about our school district as a as a business entity, you know, I think that's one thing that that we're really proud of, and and I think you know our district should be very proud of is that we are innovative, and you know we look at a teacher shortage, um, you know, and you can look at any industry for the shortages, but you know we've gone in and said you know we need to develop a pipeline for our own, and, and you know we have our future educator pathway which we um, which we're very proud of, and and we see our students become very successful, you know, and it's very cool for our students to get involved in the education system. 
um, not only from a student but as an employee. Um, but again, we're we're on the forefront of that same thing. So I would give Cherry Creek School District a ton of credit for being innovative and creative and, and finding a way to infuse apprenticeships within our within our school district. You know, we have our future educator pathway, we have our auto technician apprenticeship, and this year we'll have our first Salesforce apprentice um, with us that is going to work with our CT department to help us, um, you know, maintain our Salesforce platform. Could you elaborate a little bit on the Cherry Creek School District uh, Auto Tech apprenticeship? Yeah, yeah. So we, we um, you know, again, we had our auto or, our, you know, our transportation department approach us and say, you know, we have a shortage in, in auto technicians and, you know, we have, you know, auto programs within our district. So we um, started this program. This is our second year. So it's a brand new, a, a brand new um, program. And we just went to our auto tech classes and talked to our students and and then those students become um, have become auto technicians in our in our uh, transportation hubs across the district so you know kind of a cool opportunity for kids who are interested in uh, you know being an auto technician they work within the district um, so yeah I mean that's one of our one of our in-house programs that we run that we're really proud of and again we recruit students not only from the the CCIC's auto program but also Overland High School and Smoky Hill High School to be auto tech apprentices. Um, and we've seen some success with that. Are those paid internships? Yeah, so they're all, all these are paid. I mean, again, this, so and again, we, we help from a logistical side, getting them out of school to be at the, at the transportation hubs. Um, but yeah, they're paid. Um, you know, the auto tech one is paid. Um, but you know, even the, you know, think about the future educator pathway, we have these future educator apprentices are paraeducators, um, you know, get a paid, paid a wage, um, but they are also have been entered into the retirement system that you and I are a part of. Um, so, you know, it's a really cool opportunity. You know, the, the basis of the apprenticeship model is earn while you learn. Um, yeah. the, the future educator pathway has so many benefits for kids. I mean, the amount of concurrent enrollment a kid can get mm-hmm. to also then participate in a youth-based apprenticeship where they're getting paid. Um, and then also, from my understanding, if those students go off and actually complete a teaching program and come back, the Cherry Creek School District will guarantee him an interview. That doesn't guarantee him a job, but to be able to sit at the table in Cherry Creek School District uh, is, is a big deal in my book. Um, and so those combined, um, I sure hope kids are listening and take advantage of those. Um, are there any other kind of district apprenticeships that you would like to speak about? I know we have one here at the CCIC for our hospitality students. Uh, our pro start students who go to year two and they run our cafe. Yep. Um, but that's more in house. Any other apprenticeships that I'm missing that you would like to highlight? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say in house, uh, Ryan. But you know, what I would say is I would say that you know there's a lot of amazing opportunities out there for students um, in regards to work based learning. You know, again, we we highlighted a few, right? We talk about our future educator apprenticeship. We talk about Micron Advanced Manufacturing, Pinnacle Assurance. But really, I mean, a lot more companies are starting to realize that, you know, developing this, this talent pipeline um, is something that they're looking into. And, and I would say, you know, if you're an industry that's listening to this podcast, if you're a parent that's listening to this podcast, our students, not only in Cherry Creek, but our 17 and 18 year olds, you know, even 16 year olds are super talented. I mean, some of the things that they're able to do, are, you're just out of this world. You know, and, and we saw a lot um, just this past summer with internships, which are a little bit different than the apprenticeships. But we've had students, you know, this past summer that were, um, you know, in veterinary clinics as interns. Uh, you know, big shout out to U.S. Engineering. We had a student at U.S. Engineering as a high school intern sitting alongside college interns. So, I mean, really, it's just this idea of investing in young people um, and really 
helping them try and figure out, you know, if this is the right fit and then how do we bring those students in, keep them and, and continue to develop them. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a really kind of cool experience for kids. Um, and, and, and on the flip side of that, really, some of those students are going to learn what they don't want to do. So they're not going to go waste a ton of money in higher education, studying something they don't have any interest in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's overall, I would say, you know, if we're talking, you know, work-based learning, again, is the best kept secret. I think it's an amazing opportunity for any student who wants to participate, whether it is in a one semester internship or a three-year apprenticeship. So, so just some really cool opportunities just across the board. I would absolutely agree with you. I think your work is the best kept secret in Cherry Creek Schools. And I, I absolutely appreciate the work you do, the relationships you're building and the opportunities you're trying to, to bring our students, um, real people in real industries. Anything you want to say to the students of the Cherry Creek Innovation Campus about maybe what you do or um, advice you give or how they can access you before we part ways, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, you know, and it doesn't matter, you know, if you're accessing this from the, you know, the Cherry Creek, you know, community or a student or a parent across, you know, the country, I would say go, I mean, go find out what's available. Um, you know, I think that's, that's probably what, what I would say to anybody who's listening is, is go and, and talk to your counselors in your high schools, um, you know, talk to your CTE teachers and see what's available for you in regards to, um, you know, internships, apprenticeships, work-based learning. If you're an industry that's listening to this podcast, if you're like, hey, you know, we've been trying to figure out how to develop a pipeline, you know, what do we need to do? How do we, how do we attract young talent, you know, into our industry? I would say, you know, go talk to your local school districts. Come talk to the Cherry Creek a school district and just see. I mean, again, I think that these are amazing opportunities for students. I think they're amazing opportunities for industry partners. Um, again, those are, that would be kind of like my lasting, you know, my lasting message as we're kind of wrapping this up here is just really take advantage of what's offered to you in, in your school district and, and don't be afraid, afraid to try it. Um, you know, I think that's one thing we've been very, very lucky in this school district is that, you know, you know, myself and, and, and you included, we've been kind of given the, the green light to really make students' pathways and purpose a reality. And I think that's what's really cool. And, you know, even if a student doesn't have the grace experience, they're going to learn from it and they're going to know what they want to do later in life. And so, again, I would just say, you know, give it a shot, you know, see what you think. And, um, you know, you may find your career, your career path. So, no, I, I appreciate you letting me come on and talk a little bit about this. Obviously, you know, you and I feel very strongly about these things and, um, you know, looking forward to, uh, to you know, to, to future opportunities for your students. Mike, I appreciate your time. Your work is the linchpin to uh, making this all work. Um, I hope you hear my appreciation and, and students and families of the Cherry Creek School District. I'll post information in the blog within this podcast on how they can reach the CT office directly, find those opportunities, and I'll post your contact information as well. Um, Mike, I appreciate you being here. Thank you for joining us on the Career Conversation Podcast, where you bring real people with real careers. Thanks, Ryan. Welcome to the Career Conversation Podcast. Today's Monday, September 12th, 2022. And today I'm joined by my new friend, Anthony Lombatos. Anthony Lombatos is the CEO and co-founder of Footers Catering. In 2010, Anthony and his wife purchased the company and made the transition to second-generational family business. Their passion for hosting events in conjunction for providing top-level hospitality services has elevated Footers to become a top business in Denver. 
Footage caters more than 600 events and feeds more than 7,500 people yearly. Anthony, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you having me. Appreciate you being here. And full disclosure, I've looked forward to this podcast for about four weeks now, ever since we got this thing on the calendar. So um, I'm excited to sit down and talk with you and learn a little bit about um, your company and and really what you do. Um, maybe we can start there. Can you speak to the um, kind of what your, what your high school experience was like? Um, and how did you decide to maybe go into hospitality or own your own business? I'm sure there's a story here that our kids at the Innovation Campus would love to hear. Yeah, so that's, uh, that, that's twofold. Thank you, Ryan. It's an honor to be with you today. Uh, so yeah, I went to Overland High School, uh, so in the Cherry Creek School District. Um, and uh, you know, my experience in, in high school, you know, growing up with my dad owning a business, it was natural for me to work in that business. And I recruited a lot of my friends to come work with us too. So uh, I enjoyed it but, it, but for me, it wasn't what I, I felt like I wanted to do long term. Um, but I wanted to be in the sports world and sports industry. And, and so um, while my studies took me that way, uh, I, I think I learned so much at the time of um, understanding what it takes to be in a family business, but also um, what the catering business was, was all about. And my dad had given me an amazing experience early on where um, basically me and my buddies, he let us run the concession division of his, his company. And we hired all of our friends to come work with us. And we created this really fun atmosphere. And so we'd have, yeah, you know, the, the bell that you ring and you'd have, you know, just all kinds of, we'd wear wacky Hawaiian shirts and, you know, just like we created this atmosphere. And uh, there, there was one day where I specifically remember, I was like looked up and we had like lines, five lines that were like 10, 15 people deep. And, you know, we got probably 25 people working this concession stand just running around and they all had smiles on their face. And it was that day that I realized like fun and productivity actually go hand in hand. That like everybody in that tent was having fun while doing an amazing job and, and, and being uh, really productive. Um, and too many times I think we think about fun as a distraction and not necessarily um, uh, <laughs> a key to, to success and, and productivity. And so that really shaped a lot of, of where I wanted to, um, I knew I wanted to always have that in my, in my career with whatever I, I did. Yeah, and kind of doing some research about, about your company, um, preparing for this, this podcast, um, it seems like that is like the spirit of footers, to finding time, ways to have fun, um, but also running a really efficient and effective catering business. Um, I think there's some spirit there that I, 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 I find fascinating, and I'd be curious on just what has that done to your company, um, kind of building that culture yeah, yeah, well, as I said, I, you know, catering was never my, my end-all dream that I wanted to, to be in. Um, and, you know, with a turn of events after I graduated and spent some time working in, in sports organizations and, and got a taste of that, I realized that, you know, I love sports and I'm fine just watching sports. I don't necessarily need to work in sports. Um, and so I was drawn back into to the business side of things. And on a particular day, I was kind of struggling a little bit and, and a mentor of mine I, I told him I was like I really should have been a college basketball coach that's like what I should have done and he's you know probing me well why Anthony and I go into this whole elaborate description about like you know loving strategy and recruiting people and helping to, them to grow and helping them work together as a team uh, and and he just looked at me and he said Anthony you can do all that right now at Footers uh, and it was at that point that my whole perspective changed on on our catering business that like my job isn't to figure out 
what food we're going to serve. My job isn't necessarily to figure out how we're going to execute this event. My job is, as a business owner, to make sure our team has the tools they need to be successful, to create an environment where they can thrive. And that, to me, was, um, it was a changing spot where I realized, like, wait a minute, that's what I love to do. I need to pour all of my energy into that. Uh, and so when April and I bought the business from my dad, first and foremost, we just wanted to create a great place to work. We didn't care about being the biggest catering company. We didn't care about winning a bunch of awards. We just wanted to be a great place to work. And that's manifested itself into something that's beyond my wildest dreams. I mean, you look at where we, here, where we are here, and um, it, it is all because of the, the culture that, that we have invested in and our people that believe in one another. They believe in this idea that we can continue to grow and continue to do really cool things uh, and do it with people that we love and we respect and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. And so when, when all those things come together, what we uh, have come to find is that, that when people are loving their job and they're taking pride in it, we're actually delivering a higher level of service than we would otherwise. And that then leads to more people wanting to do business with us and more success for our company. And so it's been a really cool cycle that we continue to, to feed and um, has, has grown us to where we are today. You talk about the fun that you kind of inject into your business. And I'd be curious if you can speak to some of those maybe specifically. Um, <laughs> my background in, involves uh, seven years in corporate finance and there wasn't a lot of fun within that yeah. <laughs> position. but. Um, as I mentioned, your website, things you talk. So can you kind of give just some examples of when you say having fun, what does that look like? Um, what have you built in maybe specifically? I know some read yeah. some things on Jimmy Bucks and some different <laughs> things you guys got going on here. So I'd be curious on that. There's, there's a multitude of things that, that happen within, within our day-to-day. -day. I mean, even from that's built into like when we have a, a weekly meeting, the first five minutes is what we call the kickoff. And the kickoff gets the responsibility of the kickoff is rotated among the people in that meeting. And that first five minutes is dedicated to whatever they want. And so last week, we literally learned a dance. Like, like everybody is up dancing. You know, you don't expect to do that as you start a meeting. We've done, you know, yoga to start the meeting. People will show a funny video to show start the meeting. Just whatever it is that appeals to them that they want to share with the rest of the, the team. Uh, it's, it's just a quirky way for five minutes that we integrate it into to something we do. I mean, that's a small thing. Right. On a grand scale, I mean, we have our lip sync battle. Our team came to us and said, well, will you do a, we should do a lip sync battle. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you, you want a lip sync? Like, who's going to do this? And they're like, no, no, we'll do it. It'll be fun. And so, sure enough, we, it's our, our, our tradition after we get through the last busy weekend in December. Usually on that Monday or Tuesday after, we have our lip sync battle. And this event has turned into something that, like, it, it, I mean, it is full production. There are teams, there are categories, there are rehearsals, there's costumes, there's costume changes, there is, like, there's judges. We bring in, like, celebrity judges, which are some of our clients and, and friends and maybe past employees. Uh, and we have audience parts families come and like literally there is a lip sync show that that happens you know to celebrate kind of the the end of the year um, and, and so on all scopes I mean that's two ends of the spectrum when we think about it but well, we're always looking at like how do we have fun but stay professional it, it, we serve a very high-end product here and, and are part of some of the most special days in people's lives this has to be all under the guise of we're gonna be professional we're gonna do an amazing job and we're gonna have fun doing it yeah, I was uh, when I was on your website, I had uh, I had read a story about um, some of the hospitality workers that you had, um, maybe 
helped dance in one of the, oh, the dances our, at the party. It, is it, it never ceases to me how many times like the bride and groom will bring our chefs out onto the dance floor and they'll go. They'll, they'll go and they'll, <laughs> they know how to do that Cupid shuffle really, really well. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it's just become something that, that our, our clients appreciate about us that um, our team really has pride and loves what they do and they, they embrace that we're part of that event and making it special. And it's a little bit beyond just the hired help. It's awesome because it's a sweet spot you're trying to hit. You can't, you got to be professional in having that fun, but it, it should be prioritized. Um, as you know, you're one of our industry partners at the CCIC. Um, and I know a lot of our hospitality um, students uh, do work-based learning with you. Um, for students within our resort and event management, um, I'd be curious um, what advice or maybe uh, what skills would you say are important if you were going to go into this as a, a profession or your career, what should those kids really be kind of focusing in on as they do their studies each day at the CCIC? Yeah, that's a, a great question, Ryan. You know, uh, the key things, especially early in your career, I don't think change based on the industry you want to go into. I mean, the, the things that make you stand out are initiative. Are you willing to take a step and do something without being told to do it? Can you have the awareness to say, hey, I think I, can, I, I need to step up, I need to do this, or how can I help, or even going to ask that question, you know, what, what do you need me to do at this point? Uh, I want people that are willing to learn. When you come into any organization and you open yourself up to like learning and how can I improve and how can I continue to grow and, and don't come in like you have to know everything or you've had all the experience because especially you know coming in from high school you usually don't so a willingness to learn and then a positive attitude I, I mean it, it makes all the difference and it gets you so far when you just have a positive attitude coming into to where whatever situation you're in so those are three things that I really look at that, that are key I think across the board specifically um, you know, we want people that are excited to learn about catering. Catering is often overlooked. A lot of people, you know, know what it's like to go work in a restaurant or are familiar with that. Um, hotels are, are very popular track, and I think that those are great opportunities. Uh, and I hope to, to shine a light also on catering, that there are a lot of careers that you can have in catering. I mean, we have people that have, you know, been here for 15 years as an event planner and a lot of people think oh catering like you have event planners yeah we have people that work with our clients to plan their event from start to finish thinking about decor and place settings and linens and how's the room going to look and what's the timeline going to be um, we have you know a full culinary team that thinks about uh, new challenges and different. I mean, we, we're doing different menu items every day. We don't, our team doesn't get excited about doing the same menu every single day. They get to do something different and unique every day. We get to go different places. When I think about our hospitality team, they love the fact that every day they're in a new venue. And they have been, you know, one of my team members said, Anthony, I've gotten to go to some of the coolest places that I would never have had access to go to. I've been underneath the Capitol building. I've been in the Broncos locker room. I've been in some of the most fanciest homes in, in Colorado. I mean, he's going on and on about all these cool places that he's been. And, and so um, when we think about that, we get to do that piece of it. We get to um, think about that from, from a lot of different angles. Um, catering can be an incredible uh, opportunity and so when, when people are, are wanting to, to take a look we just encourage them to come check it out come experience it see it and, um, and, and if it works great and if not I, I think there's a lot of value in that too if, if as you're asking about advice you, you know finding out what you want to do a lot of what that is is finding out what you don't want to do Absolutely. and going to work for a company 
that's a huge corporation. There's people that love working for huge corporations, and then there's people that just can't stand it. There's people that love working on their feet and with their hands and, and doing you know physical labor, and there's people that would much rather sit behind a desk. None of it's right or wrong. It's what's right for you. What is the, the career track? What are the things that you are going to do that, that fill you up as a person and utilize your strengths and your interests? You, uh, you said that perfectly. Uh, you could you could be a career counselor if uh, you needed a, a second a second income. I, I, I really do think you captured that. But it's not necessarily figuring out what you want to do, but it is also figuring out what you don't want to do. Yep. Um, shift gears just a little bit because at the CCIC we have two pathways that are maybe very unique to to footers: the hospitality side and then also the project management and entrepreneurship side. Yeah. Um, and so I'd be curious. Um, what have been your biggest challenges as an entrepreneur and what advice would you give students interested in maybe opening up their own business or going into entrepreneurship? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love business. I, I told the story earlier, uh, uh, just I thinking about how we uh, are strategic about how we grow, thinking about how we um, are, are efficient with what we do. How we provide an environment for people to thrive. I can talk about culture <laughs> all day we could have a whole nother uh, conversation about uh, about building a culture and building a business you, you know i got very fortunate because i we bought the business from my dad so so my dad started it and there's days i wonder if i'm a startup guy uh, you know he had to start catering a party one el camino when one party at a time out of the back of an el camino like, I, like that's how we started and i have so much admiration for that um, and so i think that entrepreneurship is hard at the start i mean it, it gets glorified and especially as you get, um, you work your way up, but business ownership is, is made to look at this, you know, all business owners are millionaires. Um, and that's not always the, the, the case. The, 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 a lot of times what you don't see is the, the, the blood, sweat, and tears that go into building a business and, and all it takes to, to do that. Uh, and so as people that are interested in, in entrepreneurship, I think it is also at the same time one of the most special things about our, our country that, that we have an incredible opportunity for people to start their own business and and there is it, it, you can there's opportunity to do that and so for people that want that I can't stress enough how important it is to go and have mentors go talk to people that have done it before and learn the lessons from them they will tell you the things that they have done well they will tell you the things that they have struggled with they'll tell you the things to avoid and I have to tell you I've learned so many things from other people um, by them telling me what not to do <laughs> and me not being stubborn enough to say I need to learn that lesson on my own um, because I got to see them do it or they shared those stories with me and so as, as students that are wanting to learn more about entrepreneurship the best thing I could do is go talk to entrepreneurs go see what they do um, and, and I think that that gives you a, a, the full picture of, of what it's like to, to be a, uh, an entrepreneur invaluable advice I I think probably the hardest job in this world is probably becoming an entrepreneur um, from my understanding most businesses fail um, yeah. if you are a business who has succeeded you are uh, not necessarily the uh, majority oh yeah um, it's less than 10 percent that make it I, I think it's I, I don't quote me on that we'd have to look at the statistic sure. but I, I mean I, I want to say it's it's 10 to 20 percent that make it a year and then you, you look at five years and it drops even even further below. And, and, and you know, there's a lot of pieces that come into play with that. There's, 
um, you know, capital and money. You, you know, at some point you've got to have enough money to, to make it work. Um, and I think, you know, Shark Tank is, is, is amazing, but a lot of times people think, oh, I just go get a deal on Shark Tank and my business takes off. You know, what they don't see is all the work that some of those companies did to get to the point where they got on Shark Tank. And they, they, they got to that point. There's hustle. Um, and, you know, hard work is, is critical, but you also have to pick your head up and, and you know, see what the landscape is telling you. Uh, and I think being able to balance those two things uh, are critical for, for somebody that's looking to be an entrepreneur, looking to have their own business. Um, because here's the thing, like, yes, everybody looks at the fact from the outside and says, oh, you and your business, you can do whatever you want, right? Like, <laughs> make your own schedule, you can do all these things. Like, okay, yeah, but like, when it comes to the, 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 the you know, when you hit that wall, when you gotta figure out how to make payroll, when you gotta figure out how to, and you, and you don't get paid, because you gotta make sure everybody else gets paid, there's some big gold moments there where you really have to look yourself in the face and say, how bad do I want this? <laughs> how important is this to, to me? And are you willing to take that, that risk that, um, yeah, I can work when I want, but also, like, at some point the business is gonna tell me when I need to be there and <laughs> how frequently I need to be there and how you set it up is, is ultimately up to, to you. Yep. And there's some people that are great at that. That's what, what is, fascinates me. Like, you know, being an entrepreneur can mean so many different things. A lot of times it's the person with a great idea and they're very passionate about that. And my dad is one of them. He loves hospitality, loves catering. And so you take somebody like him who just wants to be great at catering, he's gonna be great at catering, but then at some point he might struggle with the business side of it because he's so focused on catering and just because you're a great caterer or just because you're a great you know plumber or just because you, you know whatever it is that you you're really great at doesn't mean you're going to be great at the business side and so learning that whole set second set of skills as a as a business owner you have to have both and or you have to have the resources to be able to understand okay i may not you know i want to have this type of business and maybe i don't understand all the ins and outs of it but i'm going to get some people that do and i'm going to collaborate and partner with them or i'm going to hire them to make sure they, they they cover me where i'm i can focus on the business i can be really great on the business um, but maybe i need help over here and vice versa yep as we kind of kind of wrap things up I'm curious because we're kind of talking about two pathways here, you know, the event resort management and the business side. Can you give us an idea or the students of the CCI an idea on what life is like for CEO and co-founder Anthony Lombados? Like, what, 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 what's your day look like on both those, those measures? Yeah, that's a, oh man, it's, it's evolved a lot. I, I think, um, I have always had aspirations to create a great place to work, and part of that meant that this business didn't rely on me every single day, that I wanted to empower our team to be able to, to make our events happen, whether I'm there or not. And so I feel very fortunate that I have an incredible team, and if, I, if they really need me to go stop by an event or, or help out and bartend or whatever it is, like, I'll go do that, Don't you know, no questions asked. But, the business doesn't require that I have to do that. And so my time, what I get to spend is, is coaching our team. How do I help them become better leaders? How do I help them become better managers? How do I help them get them, be the best they can be at their, their job? Um, when you, know, you think about just great advice that, you know, be the best at whatever you're gonna do, go do, whatever job you're in, just be the best at it will open up so many doors for you. And so when I can help our team do those things and be the best at whatever they're doing and provide some inspiration around that, that's where I know I'm thriving. 
Um, I do, you know, oversee the sales, marketing, financial side of the business. So our director of sales and marketing, she reports to me and our controller reports to me. So I do a lot with the financial side of understanding where we're performing numbers wise. That's a critical piece for, for me to make sure um, that we're, we're successful and we're stewarding a, a financially responsible business that can support, um, you know, the, the, all of the team members that, that we have here. So there's a decent amount of my time that's spent uh, on that side of things. And then um, a big part strategy uh, of thinking about, okay, what are we gonna do? And, and running our executive team meetings, we've got an incredible team of six members on our executive team that really think about where are we gonna go as a company? How are we gonna grow? What are the strategic moves that we need to make? Um, and so leading that charge is, is, is critical for, for me. So. That's what, what I spend most of my time. It really is on the business. Um, you know, in terms of the hospitality side, though, we have, you know, our executive chef, he, he, you know, is in it with our team and, and helping our culinary team grow. Um, you know, Colbert oversees our sales and marketing. She's helping, you know, figure out how we plan events and how we make that happen. And Jason, our director of ops, um, he's definitely all in on thinking about how we execute multiple events on given days and back-to-back -back days and how do we make sure that, you know, the food is going to be served and it's going to be as fresh as possible and how do we make sure that all these messages get communicated. So, you know, when we think about all the different careers and different pieces that we have uh, at Footers, it, it weaves back and forth between all those, those things. That is so cool. Um, <clears throat> any last parting words to the kids of the Cherry Creek School District or the Cherry Creek Innovation Campus before we part ways? Uh, well, I just have to say I absolutely love the Cherry Creek Innovation Campus. I think what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal uh, to provide an introduction for students on, on a variety of career paths and for them to get a taste in it. Um, goes back to what we said, like finding out, you know, trying something and figuring out like, hey, I really like this. I want to learn more and I'm going to invest more in myself and my skills to learn more about that or, hey, I, I tried that. I, I don't know that I really like that. Now I can maybe shift over here. Um, without having to make this huge commitment that's, you know, four years of education or, you know, a career long in, in an industry before you realize, gosh, I really wish I would have, have done something else. So I absolutely love what you're doing. Um, and in terms of the, the students, I, I just, I, I can't stress enough how, how critical it is for them to, number one, go get experience, but number two, seeking out mentors is, is, an, is something that very few students do, and the students that do will continue to set themselves apart um, and I, I believe we'll have more earning potential. I think they'll have more opportunities. I think they will continue to, to grow at a faster pace than their peers who, who are, are maybe too intimidated to seek out um, mentors in, the, in their uh, various fields in the business industry. Gosh, I hope our students are taking notes. Such good advice, such good advice. Anthony, we appreciate your time here today, um, joining us on the Career Conversation podcast, bringing real people from real careers. Anthony, thanks for joining us today. Brian, thanks for having me.